This is Matthew Hoagland, team lead of the Hoagland Real Estate Group at Remax Premier Properties, and you're tuning in to The Hoag List. Why do we choose to work with certain professionals and businesses? Well, I strongly believe that the number one reason we choose to work with anyone is trust. Here, we take a deeper dive into the lives of some of the best professionals that Louisville has to offer to see what makes them tick and how they can bring value to you. Let's go. All right, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of The Hoaglist. This is your host, Matthew Hoagland with Remax Premier Properties. Uh, we are now in the year 2020. Uh, we had a little little bit of a snag there for the couple months of the holidays, getting some of these things recorded. But uh, I'm really excited to be back uh, and to, to bring you all another episode. Uh, and today I've got a, a very special guest of mine. Uh, he's a friend, uh, a client, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about real estate investing today. So, uh, Mr. Kirk Gooding, I appreciate you you joining me today. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks. So much for having me, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, uh, Kurt probably doesn't know this, but uh, you know he he was connected with me very early on in my career. Uh, I did have a little bit of experience uh, with with investing just from you know my family uh, being on the lending side. I was able to learn some some do's and don'ts and and some things like that with lending. Um, but Kurt's been with me uh, for the long haul, and. Um, We've probably done what six, seven houses now for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. Last year we we had uh, we had one that we did together here in J Town, and and we've got another one now that uh, that is under contract. So, uh, Kurt, first off, let's uh, why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit, uh, you know, kind of what you do, you know, for a living, and then kind of how you got into uh, to the real estate investing side. Sure. So. Um, <clears throat> I work in the chemical industry. I've been an engineer uh, for the last 10 years. And prior to that, I did some product development work. Um, and, you know, early on in that career, after getting married, I had some interest in real estate, um, whether it was going to be as an agent or an investor, uh, who who was to know. Um, but I had some interest in it. I recall, you know, back in the early 2000s, kind of looking at, at distressed properties and wondering, you know, what would it take to to purchase it and to improve it. Um, and during that time, my wife was was interested in that as well. And we, we kicked it around, but really didn't feel like it was something we had the, the know-how to do. Um, eventually, one day there was kind of a, a, an epiphany where I realized this is doable. Um, and the way that that became a realization to me was the day that I realized in order to buy a, a house with cash, uh, did not require me to have tens of thousands of dollars in liquid assets sitting around in an account. Uh, when I realized that I could tap into my home equity was the moment I realized there was potential to get this done. And drawing off of my experience at work as, you know, through project management and that sort of thing, I felt confident that we could do it. And eventually, Lisa and I decided to take the leap and and purchase our first property. Yeah, well, and and that's... I think with what you're saying, that's what that's what a lot of of people fear is like having the ability to do it. Number one, but then also, uh, 
having the the knowledge um, and just the the comfort level of okay, if I buy this, I'm going to be able to to get this this amount of return, or you know, to make sure I get my investment back. Um, so, where did you so so kind of tell me a little bit about uh, kind of that first step that you all took when you when you got into this. So I, I tend to uh, research everything that I'm about to take on pretty heavily. Uh, and I spent quite a bit of time on the internet digging around for, for people who'd been through the process before. And what did that look like? How did you determine what a good property was, uh, what, a, what the purchase price was going to look like? And through that research, I came to find out that, you know, the money's made in the purchase of the house, that you got to get it the right price and that you have to estimate uh, not only your costs, but what the house is going to be worth when it's all finished. And um, so, you know, we, I realized that one of the strongest needs that I had or biggest needs that I had in this was uh, I needed a real estate professional because the entire analysis begins with what is this house worth after I get the work finished on it? And while I could take a good stab at it, um, I needed better precision than that. And I started looking around for a real estate agent uh, and we, we uh, went with we talked to somebody we knew and got started and uh, you know began looking for a property. Um, we had quite a few properties that we passed on, some that we put offers on that weren't accepted, uh, and then eventually we, we purchased a condo as our first property. Not something I would do again, <laughs> but uh, that was our first go. And part of the reason we went with that property is because, you know, um, most of the deals that we've done since then, all of the, well, all but one of the deals that we've done since then have all been off the MLS. Um, we were searching exclusively on the MLS at that time, and our best buy that we could get was a condo. Yeah, well, and that's that's almost still the case, you know, now because uh, inventory levels are low, uh, prices are still really high, uh, but that also gives you you know, some opportunity with off-market deals. You know, you and I, I joke with people about the handshake deal that we did on one of, you know, one of my rentals. That was a uh, favorite of mine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and so w- what I'm talking about with regards to that was, uh, you know, we have wholesalers that, you know, myself and, and Kurt are connected to uh, that we sometimes are able to find, you know, off-market deals that make a little bit more sense than, than uh, things that are going on the market you know, as a seller, not all the time, but a lot of times sellers tend to, uh, they tend to overvalue their property. So, uh, they may have something that mom and dad lived in, uh, for the last 40 years and took superb care of it. And it, it's clean. Everything's in really good shape. But what they also don't realize is that maybe mom and dad didn't, uh, bring it to today's standards. And that really affects value because, you know, as a buyer, you're going to look at that property, not only calculate, um, you know, what it's going to cost for you to fix it up and get it to, to what I like to say today's standards, but that also comes with a premium. So if I'm a buyer and I'm coming, you know, even if I'm buying for myself and I've got to put $20,000 into a property, I'm still going to give myself that margin. I'm going to probably still offer you 10,000 less than that just because of my time, uh, effort, and, you know, not having the ease of just being able to buy and move in. And and that's what I find a lot of buyers um, tend to behave, you know, working with, you know, with primary resident buyers. So um, with that being said, 
you've got to find creative ways to to find properties. And and I know that. Uh, so we, we talked a little bit about wholesalers. Kurt, what are some other ways that uh, that you've been able to find properties and and kind of get the word out? So one of, one of the things that's worked well for me is just dropping a note in a front door. Um, one of the best properties we ever did was was uh, attained just that way. It was a house that was located across the street from my sister-in-law, uh, and I had my eye on it for some time as a house that needed some serious attention. And so I did the background work on it myself, touched base with you and said, hey, what do you think this might be worth one day? And we had a quick chat. And I just hand wrote a letter on legal paper with red pen and basically explained that I was an investor. I I was a cash purchaser, that I would like to purchase the house uh, as is. I would be making no repair requests or anything of that sort. And that I was just looking for an opportunity to have a conversation. And uh, it was about a week later uh, when I got a phone call from the owner's son. Uh, the owner was had moved out of the house several years before because it was full of stuff and moved to an apartment nearby. And his son was helping him start to clear that out to get it ready for sale. He knew he needed a cash buyer. And so uh, because a, a bank just was not going to lend on this property. And so he gave me a call and uh, you know, we were able to work out a price that was mutually beneficial. And, um, you know, we, we all walked away very happy with, with the deal. Yeah. Well, and you, you just mentioned something that, that I wanted, I just want to briefly touch on this. So, uh, there are multiple ways to acquire a property. If you're a first time investor, uh, you mentioned drawing money against your, your primary residence with an equity line. Uh, but there are a lot of lenders. Um, I'll just name drop a few, uh, river city, uh, Surepoint equity, uh, to where you can put a certain amount of money down and then they will lend you the money to rehab. Like, so they'll, you know, but the everything has to line up, you know, the loan to value, what's the aftermarket, uh, after repair value. Uh, but there are options to, to where things are with what you just said. A lot of lenders won't lend on certain properties because of condition, uh, these are some options that, that some people have if you're not paying all cash that are still perceived by sellers uh, that are cash offers, you know, quote unquote, um, and they'll lend on things that, that, you know, traditional banks and mortgage lenders will not lend on. Uh, so that's just something uh, just something else to keep in mind. And, and obviously, I'd be happy to, to talk to anybody uh, further about that as well in, in my experiences. Um, what do you... What would you say is your your favorite thing about investing? Like, what do you what kind of gets you going? You know, as far as that goes. So, I, you know, I, I've tended to have a fairly um, I've been fairly creative in my career, um, and I really enjoy you know seeing what's not there. Um, and so, as it relates to real estate, you know, you see the worst looking house on the block, and to be able to picture it as the best on the block because that's really kind of what my goal is. Um, I want to take, I want to take a problem house off of somebody's hands and have them walk away feeling good that you know they can breathe a sigh of relief. And we've we've had that experience. And then I want to go in, scope the project, and you know, kind of envision the whole thing. This is what the new kitchen is going to look like. This is what it's going to look like after we have new windows on it. You know, whatever the the extent of the repairs are going to be, and to picture it in its final state and manage the project through to that completion point. It feels really good when the project is done. 
Uh, and then, and then on the back end of the whole deal is a happy buyer who's thrilled to have, you know, a house that's closer to new than old. And, um, you know, it may be a 50 or 70 year old ho- house. Uh, it's not brand new, but it's far closer than probably anything else on the street. And, and we've had very excited buyers. So yeah. I love that entire process. Yeah, no, I, and I, I tend to agree with that as well, even as somebody, you know, I, I, try to invest in, in rental property myself, but I really enjoy seeing, you know, something go from, from A to B, you know, from old to, to new, so to speak. And, um, I mean, shoot, even in my own house, you know, it's, it's nice to, to see projects and you just, you get a, it's, it's very rewarding. And then also, uh, you know, that, uh, you've done everything in your power to, to give somebody a nice house and, um, you're also able to, to capitalize a little bit on some of the gains as well. So, sure. um, and one other thing that I would add to that, uh, in a couple of situations where we've taken a house that was, you know, maybe truly the worst on the, on the block, um, you know, I've had neighbors, uh, approach and thank me for, for that, you know, uh, to take the eyesore away and to, you know, build up a value in the neighborhood when that one house sets a new, kind of a new standard for pricing in the neighborhood. It drives, you know, the property values up. And, I, and I've had a couple of neighbors stop and thank me for the work that we've done. So it's my goal, ultimately, to help the seller uh, and, and, and improve their situation, to make the neighbors feel good about what they see, and then, and then to have a really excited buyer on the back end. That, those are the best properties that we have. Yeah. No, and we've, we've been able to do several of those, and, and I can't agree more. They, and they also sell faster. They sell faster. They sell uh, for top dollar, and um, I think that human aspect, like you're saying, you're, it's kind of a, a goodwill gesture to everybody uh, when you're able to, you know, to flip a property like that. So, what? So, I let's just say we've got somebody listening that is kind of dipping their toe in the water, so to speak, with uh, thinking about, you know, investing in in flipping houses. What? In your experience, what is like kind of the number one thing you you advise, or maybe even two things that you give somebody that's that's thinking about doing it? So the one thing I I, I started out educating myself online, and eventually I, I made my way into uh, a local real estate investment association, uh, the Kentuckiana uh, Real Estate Investors Association, uh, and both online, uh, Bigger Pockets is is an online community, and then we have the local RIA. Um, I can tell you that you got to educate yourself, but the wonderful thing in the real estate investing community is that people are amazingly generous with information. If you got a question, it's going to get answered. Uh, so a lot of the things that left, you know, where I was just in a state of uncertainty on, well, I, I learned a lot of it, enough of it to make me feel confident to move forward. So that's the first thing is just spend a great deal of time and effort educating and talking and networking. Those things go a a million miles in the right direction. And then the other thing that you'll hear from the investment community is always take action. And that was something that was pounded into me by people over and over and over again. Take action, find a way to make that first deal happen. Um, You know, maybe looking back on our first deal, we should not have jumped into a condo because we were frustrated trying to find a property. Lesson learned, safety check put in place behind it so we don't repeat that. Um, so, you know, that doesn't mean jump on anything, but it does mean if you're, if you're not getting results what you're in, with what you're doing, i.e. we were 
you know, searching the MLS in a, in a, <laughs> in the wrong market to be doing that. Uh, we should have changed to a different Strategies, approach until yeah. we found what we, what, you know, gave us the right results. So, yeah. Well, and to go along with, uh, kind of some things that you were saying there, as far as the, uh, networking piece, uh, I would, I would say that you, you need trustworthy, uh, and dependable contractors. Um, unless you're planning to do all the work yourself, which you guys did a lot of that up, you know, early on, um, you really need good people. Uh, and that's something that Kurt or myself, uh, we do have a pretty good network of those kind of people that we can help you out with. So that, that took some time to develop as well. We, we, you know, we went through some contractors I, I wouldn't bring back again. Um, but you know, they've taught me a lot of things along the way too, where I've had, you know, something go wrong that has ultimately cost me in some way or another, uh, I build a process behind it to make sure we don't have a repeat. Um, and that, that, you know, so far, knock on wood, I've not repeated any one of my losses. <laughs> yeah. And, and as you go forward, you, you gain, uh, the ability to, to, to do well on every project just by putting those safety, uh, processes in place, but also working your way, uh, into a group of more trustworthy and, and better contractors over time, uh, completes that. Yeah. Well, and, and again, to keep adding on to that, uh, what that's also going to do, the more experience you get. And that, and that's why I think it's so important that you get somebody that has some experience to kind of help you with your first one is you're able to estimate cost of things. Because mm -hmm. I even remember when I first started in this business, like some things that I thought were way more expensive than they were, you know, I would exaggerate what I thought something was going to cost. And it kind of scared, it, it really can scare you into thinking something's not a deal when it really could be because you're, you know, you're overestimating what some of your costs are going to be and, you know, not having that experience. Um, yeah. You've got, you got to be careful there because you can't underestimate, you can get burned, but if you overestimate the, the next guy who's bidding on, you know, throwing an offer at the seller is going to pick up the deal because you've, you've put too much caution into yeah. it. So accuracy is the deal. Yeah. Well, and again, the value, you know, knowing that after repair value to, to kind of really uh, put yourself in a really good position um, when it comes time to sell. Uh, there's a lot of, there's something else that I kind of wanted to talk about today, Kurt. There's a lot of different ways that people or reasons may invest kind of, can you share what kind of inspired you to, uh, to get into to real estate investing? So for me, um, I've always been a serial hobby jumper. Um, my, it's about driven my wife crazy over yeah. the years. I go full on into something, and then I set a goal for myself. And once I reach the goal, then I just drop it like a bad habit, move on to the next one. Um, and this started out in 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 a large way as as a hobby. Um, I haven't dropped this hobby. It's uh, part partly because it's very rewarding, and partly because it's been you know nicely profitable for us. Um, in the end, uh, you know, here recently its purpose has become, it's, it's the college fund for my son. You know, we we get a deal done and, and it's, it makes writing that tuition check, uh, much, much nicer. So yeah. it's a combination of reaching some financial goals for us. And it's also just enjoyable. Um, as long as I'm doing one at a time, that's, yeah. that's just my speed. It's, it fits my goals. Um, I did at one point experiment with multiple properties and I had one going with you and one with uh and two others going with a, with another partner and working on three 
transformed it for me from a hobby into a little bit more of a job. So I stepped back to doing one at a time. And now I'm, I'm back to kind of reaching financial goals and having fun doing it. Yeah. Well, and I also think to kind of tail end off of that, uh, if you get into real estate investing, I think you need to keep that in mind, like why you're doing this, because that's going to help with your motivation because, you know, you, you can get into to a project uh, and maybe, especially, you know, your first few uh, kind of lose some steam because you're, you're losing sight of, of why you, you started to do this. And I think that, you know, with anything, uh, whether it be a job, whether it be, you know, a hobby, like remember why you, you started doing this and, and getting involved in it. So uh, I think that's, that's very, very useful, Kurt. Uh, so let, I'm going to kind of switch gears for just a minute uh, before we wrap this up. What uh, I like to ask everybody this: What is your favorite uh, restaurant in in Louisville? Well, there's a lot of good restaurants in Louisville. Um, I, I, I and I always use. I'm a very effective at using Yelp to help uh, find places <laughs> I didn't know exist. Yeah. Um, but uh, one, an old standby for me that I have taken visitors from out of town to over and over again, and I always enjoy going there is, is Hammerheads. Uh, in Germantown. Really? Is that is that the restaurant that's in the basement? It is. Okay, yeah. So I, I just, I, I've never been a fan of chain restaurants or anything that resembles one. This is definitely not that. Yeah. <laughs> so the ambiance is very unique um, and simple, but the food is fantastic and they have a beautiful beer list. So, yeah. Well, and that's, that's good to know because, again, I, I say this a lot too, but, but Katie and I... Uh, we don't venture much outside of J town. Like we we're kind of more of the stay home and just watch movies when we don't have kids. But, uh, but yeah, that's all, that's good to know. And I know a lot of people, um, I've heard really good things about that place from other people as well. What do you, uh, you're not originally from Louisville, but what do you, what do you like about the city of Louisville? Like just give us a few things that, that really help make this place home for you. Well, one, one of the things that I like about Louisville is, is the very reason I came here. Um, I grew up in Western Wisconsin and then I spent seven years way in the Northern part of, of, uh, Michigan's upper peninsula. Um, and, uh, quite honestly, I just had it with winters. I, I didn't want them. And I sent resumes from Louisville down to Corpus Christi and, uh, this is where I landed. So it's not quite, uh, Southern Texas warm. However, mm-hmm. Uh, winters here are, are so easy for me uh, that that I can enjoy them much more than I did in the north. So the weather's good here, um, and I, I've grown to uh, op- to function in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely more humid. And then the other thing that I like about Louisville, uh, obviously, the people. I mean, I've I've formed friendships uh, that'll last me the rest of my life. I met my wife here. Uh, her family's from here. Um, the hardest part is being distant from my family, but, uh, you know, we do a good job of, of, of staying in touch and, and I make, you know, we make that trip North, uh, regularly. So, um, you know, it, that, that works, but I do love, uh, Louisville has been a great place. Um, you know, it's a little more city than I was ready for when I first moved here. I grew up in small town, a college town was 7,000 people, uh, without the students. Oh. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty small. Yeah, so this you, was kind of a shock, uh, but we were able to find a place that worked for my wife and me in terms of being close to the city and feeling out a little bit. Yeah. So, well, I think you know, you you were able to get you a good property a couple of years ago, though that kind of gets you <laughs> gets you a little bit away from that from that city life. Exactly. But, um, but anyway, well, hey, uh, I want to wrap this up by just saying, um, 
one of the ways that I'm going to try to get better at this myself and just making people aware, like, is that, you know, I am an investor myself. I know between Kurt um, and a few others, uh, we're always looking for properties. Um, if you have, if you know of somebody um, that maybe has something they're trying to, to, to get rid of um, quickly um, and, and with ease, um, we have plenty of people that, uh, that we can maybe help out with that. Um, I also try to, you know, tell other agents that, that, you know, if you got a property coming up that you think is, you know, going to be a, a good deal, uh, we might be able to get something worked out, you know, outside of the market. Um, but anyway, Kurt, you got, you have anything else to add that you maybe thoughts that you just, uh, a couple of quick things. I mean, number one, um, one other bit for somebody who might be thinking of getting in, uh, Matt, you've been a blessing to us in, in our in our business. Um, Matt has really been maybe the the most important person that we've had partner with us. I've I, I have other trusted people that that I definitely will will keep close to me, but having a realtor uh, to work with is is worth everything. And then in terms of you know uh, anybody who might be listening uh, that might have a property, you know. The, the sellers that we've dealt with have, have come from a variety of backgrounds um, from, you know, one lady who was literally weeks away from losing her house uh, over tax arrears. We were able to rescue her house and, you know, put some money in her pocket. Uh, we had an out of state uh, guy who uh, had let his daughter uh, move into his house and she didn't treat it well. And he was, you know, older and unable to deal with the house. And, um, you know, he he told me what he needed for it, and we had the contract signed that very day. Um, and, and he was very thankful to to get some value out of out of a house that was a real problem for him. Um, and then you know we 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 bought from a hoarder. I mean, who yeah. could not get rid of a house. So if, if you know whatever the situation is, and and divorces come into place, uh, financial problems come into place. Uh, they're they're all valid reasons why a cash buyer might be a good fit for you and. Um, so if anybody, uh, knows of anybody in those situations, we're, we're ready. Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's, uh, Kurt, I think that's a, a really good way to close this man. And I, I just, uh, I want to say thanks for, uh, the vote of confidence there. Uh, the feeling is definitely mutual. Um, but yeah, definitely you want, uh, that, that relationship, uh, with your agent, with your contractors, um, it will go a long way in, in helping, uh, ensure that, uh, that you meet those goals. So, uh, I'm going to wrap this up again. This is Matthew Hoagland with the Hoagland Real Estate Group at Remax Premier Properties. I uh, just wanted to thank you again for tuning in. You can find us on the internet at mylouisvillehomesearch.com. Uh, you can check out uh, new listings. You can actually also uh, sign up to get a instant uh, CMA just to kind of maybe get an idea of what your property's worth. Uh, and you can also contact me on my personal cell, 502 502- Two nine four zero six nine two. Again, thank you all very much for uh, tuning in. Uh, give us some feedback. Shoot me a text. Uh, let me know how we're doing. Maybe some other things you'd like to see. Uh, but as always, I appreciate everybody. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Kurt. Thank you, Matt.